0: Welcome to the prolific teaching ministry of Pastor Immanuel Iren, lead pastor of Celebration Church International. It is his vision to partner with you for your progress and joy in the faith. Ready, set, grow. Now, I want to start by reading to you a text from Matthew chapter 6, verse 5. Matthew chapter 6 verse 5. It says, Jesus speaking, it says, And when you pray, you shall not be like the hypocrites, for they love to pray standing in the synagogues and on the corners of the streets, that they may be seen by men. Assuredly, I say to you, that they have their rewards. This is so important and so instructive. Listen, there is more to prayer than praying. More to prayer than praying. You see, a good many people think that the moment someone is praying, they are doing enough. But that's not true. Not only does the Bible tell us to pray, it tells us how not to pray. And the very interesting fact you see here is that hypocrites love to pray. Hypocrites love to pray. There is a way not to pray. Prayer is beyond speaking words to God. There must be a heart connection. Your heart must be saying what your mouth is saying. If your heart is saying something different, you are a hypocrite. This is so important. So, um, as we have made up our minds to fast and pray the next few days, it's important that you understand these basic points. Look at what the Bible says in Matthew chapter 15. Matthew chapter 15 verse 7. The Bible says, Jesus speaking, it says, Hypocrites, well did Isaiah prophesy about you, saying, These people draw near to me with their mouth and honor me with their lips, but their heart is far from me. They draw near to me with their their lips, but their heart is far from me. So prayer is not complete until it is entire. Worship is not complete until it is entire. Can I tell you something? Your heart must be saying what your lips are saying. Because you are standing before a God who sees through all the charade, all the religious calisthenics, whatever church clothes Sunday best you have on. He sees through all of that. He sees your motives. And it's important that, you know, it doesn't really matter if you open up to anyone else in the world. But listen, you must have the honesty and the sincerity before God to say, this is who I am. This is who I am. I, 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 I honor all men, but I trust only you. This is who I am. Try me. Let your word prevail over my heart. Direct my thoughts and my actions. You must have that honesty. And you must have it on uh, often. Otherwise, there is something wrong with your devotion. And that's what we just want to talk about now. So, the Bible says hypocrites love to pray. You know who else loves to pray? Look at Matthew chapter 6 verse 7. He says, and when you pray, do not use vain repetitions as the heathens do. What do they mean by heathens? He's talking about unbelievers. Can I tell you something? There is something that every religion in the world has in common, and that's prayer. Every religion in the world is given to prayer. Of course, not every religion is right. Not every religion knows the true God, but every religion prays. And he's letting you know here, he says, unbelievers pray. So what is the difference for you as a child of God? The difference for you as a child of God is condition of your heart there is a word for it, it is called consecration can i tell you something in the spirit realm your heart will always give you up when you are a hypocrite because your heart will voice out what your lips refuse to say and and so today my question to you is what's the condition of your heart what's the state of your soul yes you can be so you can you can rehearse action so much that you are no longer thoughtful about it can i tell you something when you're learning to drive everything is mechanical if you want to look at the side mirror it's so difficult if you want to look at the rear mirror rear mirror is the worst especially it's so difficult but there comes a time where it now becomes a subconscious competence. You are driving and you are doing all those things. Even if it's manual, you are changing the gear without even thinking about it. Alright? Listen. The reality of the situation is you can be so used to religious devotion where it is no longer thoughtful. So the fact that the Bible says that when you pray in the Spirit, your understanding is unfruitful does not mean your mind should not be directed to what you are doing. So you are praying and you're literally surfing the internet, literally thinking about things you have no business thinking about, you know, just multitasking, always multitasking. You've, it's been long. You sat down to give God actual time. 30 minutes uninterrupted. These are important concepts you have to, you, you have to, we have to talk about today. So once in a while, you have to have this structure where you come to God and you say, Lord, try me. And everything that is not healthy, take it out of the way. Take it out of the way. Every inconsistency, take it out of the way. Every weight, take it out of the way. Every, every Realign my focus. Realign my passions. Re- redirect my heart. Can I tell you something? That's what seasons of prayer and fasting are meant to do for you. A heart reconnection. The prophet was saying about Israel. God's word to Israel. He said, if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray. So there is a humility to prayer. To say, listen, I've been in rebellion all this while, but I'm coming back. I'm coming back where, where you have tried and tested yourself. You are seeing inconsistencies and you're saying, Lord, this has been standing in your way. This has been taking your place in my heart. And I'm dropping that off. If my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray. Listen, it didn't just say pray. It says, and turn from their wicked ways. So listen, there has to be that spectrum, that, that inspection in your heart. Where you say, well, this is inconsistent. My desires are inconsistent. You know, can I tell you something? There's a rule in the realm of the spirit. I've said this a million times. I'll say it a billion times more. What you focus on will direct your desire. And maybe it was just normal work. You were working with friends, you know, uh, in your office. And their desires, you kept seeing them say the things that they say, desire the things that they desire. Everybody is talking about getting a better car, making it in life and all of that. And it looks like money is beginning to take a hold of you in a way that it shouldn't. Listen, I'm not saying it's wrong to desire good stuff in life, but when it is inordinate, you know. When it becomes the number one urgency in your life, Even ahead of the gospel, you used to be passionate about preaching the gospel, but not anymore. You used to um, literally evangelize to people, but you don't really see yourself as that kind of lady anymore, that kind of guy anymore. It is for you that seasons like this have been created. Because if you go through prayer and fasting, and it does not touch your heart, you wasted your time. That's so important. You know, so... I want to read three texts to you that talk in, talk in these lines that I've been talking about. Look at Philippians chapter 1 verse 9. Philippians chapter 1 verse 9. Philippians chapter 1 verse 9. It says, And this I pray, that your love may abound still more and more in knowledge and all discernment. And then in verse 10 it says, That you may approve the things that are Excellent. That you may be sincere and without offense till the day of Christ. You know, he says that you may approve the things that are excellent. This is a crucial part of devotion people hardly talk about. Where you test yourself, the word, the Greek word translated approve actually means a test. To test something. Just the same way you go to a boutique. And the fact that it looks nice, the cloth looks nice on the mannequin does not mean you should buy it. Sometimes you want to try it on and see if it is fitting and befitting. And if it is not, you don't get it. So listen before you allow some things to, you carry some things home, you allow some things to go with you home, you need to test them. So you have to have a standard in your life, specifically the standard of the Word of God. And you are literally consistently testing and trying. Because there's a standard of excellence and, and excellence, and the Bible says for you to approve only the things that are excellent, only the things that are consistent with God's plan, God's purpose, God's vision for your life, God's dream for your life. When last did you take your heart through that test to say, hey boy, you've swayed, you've swayed. When last did you test? The sincerity of the motives, even the motives for doing the good things that you do. There's a way you can just go with the wave. Everybody is talking about, you know, generosity, and so you are generous just so that you can look good before people. It's PR. It's no longer the love of Christ that is motivating you, but PR. Public relations. You test all these things. So important. So ask yourself, why am I so prayerless? Why? Why don't I study the word of God as I used to? You test yourself. Can I tell you something? If you don't have tests like this, you just realize that in no time you are a shadow of yourself. But if you have tests like this, it doesn't matter how the devil tries to sway you to the left and to the right. You will always have a structure to bring you back on on track. This is so important. We call it special seasons of devotion where you emphasize the things that need to be emphasized. It's so important. If you don't have seasons like this, you'll be in error too long. 1 Thessalonians 5.21 says the same thing. Test all things. Hold fast that which is good. If you are not doing that consistently in your life, You are not growing. Test yourself. Hold fast that which is good. You see, it's just like when you're driving. Sometimes, especially if your wheel balancing is great, you can take off your hands for a while and the car will continue to go straight. But if you do that for too long, you are heading for a crash. You see? And and so, I said that to say this if you are not intentional about the direction of your life to say, I'm only going to allow the things that I want to allow and shut out the things I want to shut out, there are some things that are going to come into your life. You'll be wondering how they came. You'll start wondering, when and how did I start thinking like this? Where did this thought process come from? How did I become like this? So you see, it's not enough to pray. It's not enough to fast. Your heart must be involved. In fact, everything that you are doing is for your heart primarily. So that your heart can be in the right place. It can sit perfectly with your spirit. I want to say this. There are people right now who are trusting for a miracle. And I'm praying for you. But beyond that and even deeper, if you check your life and you discover that the hottest prayers of your life are always for healing, something is wrong. Something is wrong. So, can I tell you something? Even the most carnal person in the world would not mind praying if he is sure that he's going to come out of that problem, come out of that situation. But we are talking about consecration. 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 When last did you put your ear on the chest of God to hear his heart beat? So that you can act and flow in the direction of his will. This is beyond, you know, give me, give me, give me all the time. My name is Jimmy. Ah, don't leave me. Alright, if you don't know what that means, don't worry. It's a scripture that is trending. You have to have deeper desires. Redirected desires. I would to God that this season, desires will be realigned. Desires will be redirected until it is consistent with the plan and the will and the purpose of God. That's why we're here. That's why we're here. It is time to catch fire again. It is time to get your prayer life back on track, your study life back on track. To say, this is where I ought to be. This is God's plan for my life and I refuse to accept anything else, anything less. This word is for you. You know, as I was uh, introducing this meeting on social media earlier, I talked about the laws of motion, Newton's law of motion. You know, and the first law states this. It says that an object will remain at a place place of rest or at a constant speed in a straight line except acted upon by a separate force, an external force. You see, sometimes your life is on course and... You know all the things that you need, but somehow you're not doing them. Oh, I should be praying more, but you're not praying more. Oh, I should be studying more, but you're not studying more. Sometimes God brings a program, a person or just something and next and out force so that the new direction that you need can be possible. That's what this prayer season is about. That new direction that you need, embrace this embrace this so we know that this program was powerful when it shifts you from your position, shifts your mind, shifts your focus, shifts your desire it's time for an upward and a better life. It's a season of devotional emphasis. so whilst you know the whole world is saying um, I want a new car, I want um, I want money, I want to be healed, And hey, God wants good things for us. But we want to do deeper in this season. The theme of this program is movement 2020. All right. We are taking the words of prophecy God gave us at the beginning of this year. And we are warring with them. Warring with them. While we're saying, God, we are going to do more for the gospel. We're going to reach more people for the gospel. We're going to, you know, so, so the Bible tells us in the book of Isaiah that, that, you know, Isaiah has a vision. He's in the throne room of God. And God is literally saying, who shall I send? Who will go for us? You know, um, John Wesley so rightly said, he says, without God, man cannot do anything. And without man, God will not do anything. You have to realize That according to the prophetic order of things, God will not intervene in our world without man. So God who is omniscient and omnipotent, he's still looking and saying, who will go for us? Who shall I send? Listen, you may be destined to do it, but he's still not going to do it through you without your permission. And think about it. There are things that you're asking God for, and there are things that God is asking you for. So who is going to reach your community? Who is going to reach your parents? Who is going to reach your family? How are they going to hear the gospel? Are you going to keep waiting for someone else to do it? God is saying, who shall I send? And Isaiah said, here I am. Here I am. Here I am. Send me. Send me. Send me. Send me. You see, he gave you his life. Now you must give him yours. You must give him yours in consecration. He's asking, who who will I send? You know, I was talking to a lady in Europe just days ago. And she was like, things are a lot different here. It's as if um, a lot of people don't believe in God here and it's as if the power of God doesn't work there. I said, listen, do you think that the atmosphere in Nigeria is different? That there is something in the the biosphere, you know, atmosphere of Nigeria that makes it conducive for religion? I said, every atmosphere is the result of the efforts of men. The results of the efforts of men. I said, there are some people you put in that same country you are. Just six. I said, in two years, things will change. The reason why things are the way they are is because people are like you came into the culture, saw the way things were done and blended in. Everybody is saying, oh, this is the way things are. And and everybody is asking questions. And it's always like that until someone has the audacity to stand up and get things done. Think about it. Listen, just seven years ago, I didn't know a single Christocentric church. I did not know. Now I know that there there were others that I didn't know about. But can I tell you something? You know why I didn't know them? Because they were small. And so, someone came from a Bible school in the U.S., you know, and he was doing some research in in Lagos. And he told someone, he says, Celebration Church is the only Christocentric ministry that he knows. And to be very honest with you, when I heard it, you know, it rubbed my ego a little. I felt happy and all of that. But here is the thing. Of course, do you understand? Everybody who has been following us long enough knows exactly why we're doing all that we're doing. But here is the thing to think that there was a time where people were looking for Christocentric ministries. And now, because of one young fellow who, after university, could have just gotten a job in a bank or somewhere else like anyone else, decided to follow God. Now, Abuja is ticked out of that. Lagos is ticked out of that. Think about the contribution of Celebration Church alone as it pertains to the gospel in this nation and especially in our generation. Think about it. And think about the fact that just one wrong move seven years ago would have changed all this. When my my people, folks, called family friends to talk me out of my decision to follow God, what would have happened? Where would you have been? And I know God will raise someone else. Is that not what we always say? I'm here to tell you, if you don't rise up, your generation will suffer. Think about all the places where Paul did ministry historically. A place like Turkey that has not up to 10% Christian population now. Paul did ministry there years ago. So he tells you that there wasn't anything special about the atmosphere there. It was the investment of people that made it possible. And I'm here to ask you, what is God going to do through you now? What is God going to do through you? Lord, I give you my heart. I give you my soul. I live for you, oh Lord, every breath that I take, every moment I'm away, yeah. have your way, oh Lord, I give you my heart, I give you my soul. Every breath that I take, every moment I'm away, yeah, have you away. Lord, I give you, Lord, I give you my heart, I give you my soul, I live. Lord every step that I take, every moment I'm away I feel in me. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Here I am, send me. Let the sense of the call on your life be quickened right now. Let that sense of urgency be quickened right now. That sense of responsibility, let it be quickened right now. And by the visions of God, see what God can do through you. What God can do through you. See that all the opportunities he gave you, it was so that you can be a blessing to your world. Maybe you have lost focus, you have gotten carried away, and you are acting for your own preservation, for your own personal advancement. It's time for selflessness to step out of yourself and to see God's heartbeat, God's dream for your generation. It's time to say here I am Lord use me send me thank you Lord I will praise you Lord you are my strength and my reward I'm Without you, your love pulls me through. My life is available to you, I will praise you. available to you I will praise you and I praise you is available to you. Thank you, Lord. There's nothing I desire compared to you. There's nothing I desire compared to you. There's nothing I desire compared to you. you. in my desire compared to you and Lord you are more precious than silver something is stirred up right now Lord you are more costly than gold Lord you are more beautiful than diamond there's nothing I desire compared to you what would your life be if you saw God more beautiful than money or what it can give Lord you are more precious than silver Lord you are more costly than gold Lord you are more beautiful than diamond there's nothing I desire compared to you do it one more time Lord you are more precious than silver Lord, you are more costly than gold, Lord. practice of inekida just pray wherever, right pray wherever you are right now 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 pray right now balinondora telepenet curakazatele pokopro stevenia garatongre zaparatoru televenende redogura haya la shan Raba dé boko baratakaya atakaya aga na mando roboto brondo roboye ara toko jokobré dégé belle li paraté de rebenendo poko jeté rebédégé rata Telebedegede Razadan Radoga Brackda Sabaraton Grebaran de Rebe Man de Rebacaya Ashanda Rabaratongre Asusus Ekenematarabaloge Libata Shata Rabaro zatoropo Zatorobo prete lebede Guracaya asatarabaya. Oh dear Jesus, La Parondo Soven Dali benendo ku praktasage li parande repedi geheki deguzas dali mandere pakaso koporotegive baratong re satarabadege ratolomanegi de vende guragaya oh thank you lord glory to your name dear lord in jesus mighty name we have prayed listen so, there are two things that I want to emphasize just again very quickly. If God is going to do anything in the world, He's going to have to use men. He's going to have to use men. If you want to see the gospel prevail in this nation, you're going to have to act like it. You're going to have to talk like it. You're going to have to dream like it. You're going to have to give like it. You have to have a mentality to cover the earth. I don't believe that there is any nation on earth that we cannot cover. I don't, listen, I'm, 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 I'm wired not to see limitation like that. I, I, you know, and you're going to see it consistently everywhere we go. We will bring the nations to their knees and to the cross. You're going to see it. So right now, the the mindset and the psychology is because we, we you you cannot listen. Man has free will, so you cannot keep hoping that someone else will do it. What if they choose not to? You know what we're going to do? We're going to do it as if we're the only ones. We're going to do it like we're the only ones. Alright. So you will start praying for the spread of the gospel. Thank you for listening. We are sure that you have been blessed. For inquiries, reach us on our helpline 0809 Nine nine six seven thousand blessings.